I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Okay, I'm Chris Avino with the American Outdoor News Podcast, and we're here with uh, the founder and CEO of Coastal Advisors, LLC, Rich Big Daddy Salgado. Rich, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. So, can you tell me a little bit about Coastal Advisors, LLC? We're uh, an insurance consulting firm, um, and it's got many moving parts to it. Uh, At first, when I started the company, I was working with a lot of professional athletes and then uh, it grew and went to the entertainment and media side Mm -hmm. and then it went to business owners and went to arenas and it grew to team contracts and sports and we do insurance from A to Z and we're a national you know provider of insurance. Well I know you know being in insurance or being in any type of related business, the niche that you're in is like the brass ring. <laughs> <laughs> how do you? How did you get into dealing with all these athletes and actors and, uh, and whatnot? You know what? I'll say this in a humble manner. I'm blessed and I'm very fortunate. You know, my uh, marketplace was created probably when I was in a kid. And what I mean by that was I was always in football, always in sports. So I had friends of mine that started as equipment managers and ball boys. And and then like everything else, everyone grows and moves on and goes to different places and positions and whatnot. So I just kind of cultivated the relationships, kept the relationships. And then it was a matter of, okay, what am I doing for a living? This is what I'm doing. And you have to let the world know what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, that's really how I got into what I'm doing now because I made it a point to, you know, insurance has a stigma, you know, that's real sleazy and, you know, everybody just wants to make a sale and move on to the next thing. It's a couple steps about yeah. being an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 
so then, uh, you know, you have to let people know and understand that, listen, you're here to help them. Yeah. Obviously, I, I don't work for charity, so you do make a living, but you're also here to protect them and let them know that you're here to help them. And if you pay attention, you can go a long way. Well, I know you went to school at Maryland. Yep. You played ball there. Mm -hmm. And your roommate was Neil O'Donnell. Yes. Now, he's stayed one of your closest friends. He is a, a brother to our family and uh, one of the people that I owe so much to for helping me get where I'm at today. Well, I guess rooming with, uh, you know, a pro ball player, you network and your word gets out and here you are today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a matter of... You know, social media now plays a huge part in everything because everyone wants, everyone can see what you're doing, where you're at. I mean, you go to certain events, you're at this, you're at that, and people know it. Yeah. And of course, we let people know that, you know, we're not to fly by night, like we're not groupies, we're not here to get autographs. Listen, we're professionals. Um, I have a partner, his name is Chris Muro, and we run offices in New York and Florida. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we just, we go about our business and, and we're here to help those that want to be helped, you know? Yeah. Now, being that you were a player, mm -hmm. you can probably visualize the pitfalls that players can come across that a normal um, person in your industry wouldn't be able to see. You, you could look ahead and you see, what are some of the pitfalls that some of the players come across? Well, I think when you uh, get these guys, you know, they're so... Um, how do you say, they're so attacked by so many people because yeah. they become successful, people understand they have money, and then it's it's about the, the athlete that's successful, I would say, is the one that pays attention to his own thing. Mm -hmm. Meaning like, you don't let uh, non-professionals work with you. And what I mean by that is, um, I'll give you an example. I had one client that his uncle tried to tell me how to sell insurance. And I basically right. said, okay, I appreciate your opinion, but I'm going to say this to you. One, what do you do now for a living? I go, I, I'm, unless, you know, you have these licenses and you're a professional, I'm kind of a little confused. I said, I know that I had to study hours to get these licenses, and they were a bunch of them. So I want to know where do you come into this picture? Like, how do you, how can you explain to me my job? Yeah. And 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 the one thing that everyone is so worried about is, let's say you're the athlete. Everyone's so worried about your money. You know, your money is your money. Mm -hmm. I'm not here for your money. I'm here to protect your money and your future earnings. And if you suddenly pass on, and that your family has something to go move on with God forbid something happens to you whether you die or you get injured or you become sick that's what our company does for our clients so somebody like say um, Alex Smith or Joe Theismann mm -hmm. that had career-ending injuries you basically ensure their career yeah well what happens is it's an individual it's a case-by-case for every individual. So a guy like Joe Theismann, whether he had insurance or not, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
as you get older, the insurance gets more expensive. And yeah. sometimes they don't, uh, and this is called career ending insurance or disability insurance. A lot of times guys, as they get older, they don't need it. They don't take it out because it's very, even though a guy's making, let's just use $10 million a year. When you tell the person or the athlete that they got to pay a premium of 200000 250000 they still balk at it. Even though you're making $10 million, 250000 is not a lot of money when you're making that kind of money. But it's still a, a tough piece of change to have to write that check. Absolutely. So, For anybody. So it's always, everyone says, how come not every player does, why doesn't every player have insurance? And it's a case by case. Yep. Has COVID affected your business at all? Uh, somewhat because of the face-to-face -face interaction that I normally have. Yeah. You know, I go to a lot of games. I go to a lot of practices. I go to training camps. And, you know, to this day still, we, you know, there's protocols still in place. So, uh, but luckily I, I do get out there enough social media-wise, television-wise. And I have great rapport with uh, a lot of agents. So I still get calls. You know, this year I've already uh, in one week I've signed up three guys. So wow. it just uh, it just started Monday. So uh, yeah. So that's where we're at with that. So you have a, a prosperous company. You're uh, you're constantly running and doing and traveling. You're at events. You're at games. Not too long ago you had a well, uh, thank thankfully it was a while ago, but you had your own health issues. Yep. I had in 2008, I had a, we discovered I had a brain aneurysm. Um, luckily, we caught it before it popped. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had a great, great doctor and Dr. Uh, Chaliff and a Dr. Sutton. And my favorite nurse and person to this day, her name is Nicole Salant. So those three people made sure that I got through what I needed to get through. And uh, I'm here, you know. I, I, I was fortunate that uh, I was able to get out of the hospital in seven days and walk out, you know, like the only thing I had was this massive swelling and scar in my head, but and I couldn't really talk. But I was fortunate enough to leave and go home, and, and that was a rough ride, and it took me probably about two years to really, really feel like I had everything. If Let's just say if I was a full uh, gallon container, those two years to get all that milk out, yeah. to get rid of it. Because I was a good, I had a good poker face. You know, I would go to places and I'd be like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. But then afterwards I'd be like, oh, wow, I'm exhausted, man. I can't, and uh, to make, you know, I know you're a Giants fan, so I'll tell you <laughs> a, a funny story. <laughs> I get out of the hospital and uh, I show up at a Giants game and I really did a good job I tried to but it got out that I had gone through all this and whatnot so I went to the Giants played the Steelers in Pittsburgh I flew to Pittsburgh and everyone was like what are you doing you know like people were shocked to see me and I was just like I gotta get back into my swing because I'm going nuts laying around yeah and uh, so I went, and I'll never forget, after the game, a walk that probably should have taken me 20 minutes or so, probably took me almost two hours, because I was tired. Yep. And when I got back to the hotel, this is how, and you'll laugh, 
this is how I knew I was exhausted. I didn't even eat dinner. I just went to the room and I passed out. Next day I got up, I caught my flight back and whatnot, but uh, yeah, that was a, a very trying time and uh, you know, I'm blessed that I'm here today. How did they detect it? Well, I was joking around uh, in a pool and I had water in my ears. And for some reason I just couldn't get the water out. And I'm like, man, I can't hear, I can't hear. And then uh, through a bunch of tests and MRIs and whatnot, they discovered that so I you had were this, really fortunate. Yeah, I was very fortunate. And uh, I had the best medical care that you can get. And, uh, you know, I have this little scar here that they did a great job. You can't barely see it. And uh, here I stand today. So moving forward, you started the uh, Big Daddy Golf Classic. Yep. That's coming up September 9th at Oheka Castle. Yep. That was, uh, you know, uh, it was funny that I let about a year go by. And then I kind of, you know, I had to go back to see the doctor uh, probably six months after my surgery. And the doctor said to me, you know, I have a vision and you could help us with this vision. And at first I was a little reluctant because I'm like, man, I'm just trying to get my life back in order and, you know, and then I went to uh, an event where I saw all these children and some of them were, had the same scar that I had or they had some other issues and whatnot and I just kind of, it, it just hit me. Like, I don't have children of my own, but to be there with them and be in the same boat as them. Yeah kind of hit me so hard where I went to uh, uh, my colleague and associate, uh, his name is Bob Broderick, and I said to Bob, hey, do you think we could pull off a golf outing? And in four months, we had four months time to- Wow, that's fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and let's raise money for North Shore LIJ, uh, Brain Aneurysm Center is what we called it. And uh, off we went. And then we, you know, we did that for about a four year run and then we took a break, and now we're back. So, it's going to be at Ohika Castle, September 9th. Who's going to be there? Well, uh, Justin Tuck, I know Michael Strahan, <laughs> uh, Tracy Morgan, uh, Jillian Carter-Alley, the uh, country music star. I've got Jeff Hoffman, the founder of Priceline.com. Wow. He's going to be there. Uh, it's a who's who. And, uh, and I, cool I wanna, in the gang. Uh, cool in the gang. <laughs> uh, so we're bringing all different uh, level, uh, different personalities and different things, and uh, you know we just want to make sure that uh, there's a purpose there, there's mm -hmm. a goal. We're supporting uh, the Orthopedic Foundation, and we're also supporting uh, uh, merging veterans with players, which is a foundation that was started by Fox's own Jay Glazer. You know, NFL Insider, wow. Fox Sports, all right. my dear friend, and uh, you know we're bringing all our friends in to uh, do outstanding things and raise money for these two organizations. And then the added thing to this whole event and day is we have the Share Group, which is a women's empowerment group. They are going to have a luncheon while the golf tournament is going on. So at that uh, luncheon which is being hosted by my co-host, Angelica Steen Olson. She is going to have Jeff Hoffman speak, and uh, there's going to be women there that, uh, from all different backgrounds and influences, and, you know, 
from CEO to all the way down to the bottom, and uh, it's going to be an, a, a quite uh, an experience. And and the women that will be there, I'll tell you, they're going to get uh, an incredible lunch. They're going to be uh, gifted because one of the sponsors is David Yerman. Wow. And uh, <laughs> also Dior and also uh, Bloomingdale's. So it's going to be an incredible, incredible day. Now you're an ambassador of the Share Group now. Yes, I'm an ambassador of the Share Group. Uh, you know, it's everything now is about gender equality, mm -hmm. you know, diversity. Uh, the UN has an initiative, it's called He for She. And, um, you know, I've been learning more and more about it. And, uh, and some of my uh, friends from the world of TV and sports have been very supportive and, you know, uh, wearing shirts, wearing hats, and uh, doing what they can to uh, show that they do believe in, you know, what's the saying behind every good man is a great woman. They and, say that. Yep, they say that. <laughs> and uh, I believe it. Believe me, I, I do believe it. And, and with the schedule that I lead and lifestyle and whatnot, I wouldn't be in something if I didn't believe in it. You know why? Because I hate to bother people or hate to ask or I also hate to waste time. You know, yeah. we only have so much time here on this planet and I want to make it, I want to take full advantage of the time that I have yep. and do right and do good by with it, you know. Now, um, how do people uh, buy tickets or donate to the uh Big Daddy Golf Classic. You go to www.bigdaddygolfclassic.com. All the information is there in regards to buying foursomes because we still have some foursomes available. There is uh, the, the After Golf Gala. The tickets are there to be bought. You buy them all there. And okay. then for the Women's Empowerment Luncheon, the Share Group Luncheon, that is free. That is the first hundred women that register and sign up they, can they get walk right they, they can walk right in uh, what they need to do is they need to send their name and their email address to RSVP at the sharegroup.org okay there again they have to send their name and their email address because they will get a confirmation ticket emailed to them now what uh, Angelica has set up for the women that attend that, if they want to attend the after golf gala, they will get a discounted ticket uh, to attend the gala okay. that night because that the luncheon is one thing and the gala is another thing. So that's where you find all the information in regards to the whole day. Okay, night. great. All right, well, you got to definitely go check out the event. It's going to be an amazing event, as it always is. Uh, now, I got to ask you because you mentioned being a uh, ball boy mm -hmm. um, when you were younger, and uh, I'm sure you can remember this. I got some years on you, but you might remember this. The Giants used to practice at CW Post. I did not know that. They did. Wow. They did. While well, the Jets practiced at Hofstra. And my dad used to take us to see the Giants practice, and I would see actually Fran Tarkington play for the Giants at that time. Wow. Fran Tarkington, um, was it Greer, mm -hmm. Spider Lockhart, and we used to get all their autographs. I had a whole book full of autographs. 
my mother threw it out. <laughs> I have a story that I can kind of relate to that, but uh, I, I know what that felt like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's um, that was an interesting time. Yeah, that's uh, you know I've I've been to so many locker rooms, I've been to so many practices, I've been to so many training. I mean, I've eaten at facilities, I've eaten with players. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, I have my own uh, show that uh, I just interviewed uh, Charlie Batch, the uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, you know, with the Steelers. Sure. And we were talking about Latrobe, and, uh, you know, there used to be, uh, there still is, there's a, their old tra their training camp at Latrobe, right next door is a beer company, and they make the beer fresh right there nice. so you're sitting there and you're on the field stretching you smell the wind brings over the smell of the the odor the aroma of the beer and you're just like you know man, yeah can i use one of those right now <laughs> <laughs> so you started a, a camp in your hometown mm -hmm. you're a, a homegrown long island boy new high park yes you went to New Hyde Park High School? New Hyde Park High School. Mm -hmm. And that's where you started a, a football camp? Yeah, my brother, uh, Jimmy, who was an assistant coach with the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, he's a big educator. He's done a great job. He's been at many of different uh, institutions and at the college level. Now he's at the NFL level. And he's got a bunch of guys that, you know, even from college went to the pros, and then now they're at the pros and they're pro bowlers. And so we wanted to do something to give back to our hometown, especially to our high school. So we got together and we started the Big Daddy Youth Football Camp. And when does that run? That's usually the uh, last week in June, and uh, it's usually a three-night event. And the one thing that we do that's different than most camps is we bring in former and current NFL coaches and players. And, you know, we've Brian Baldinger, who's from sure, Massapequa. You know, uh, Adam Schefter, who's in, uh, from uh, Roslyn. You've got, uh, it's a whole who's who. We've had Steve Spagnola. We've oh, had wow. uh, Devin McCourty from the Patriots. Uh, Neil O'Donnell obviously has been there. We, it's just every year there's a different face, a different person, and, and you offer these kids an opportunity to see people that they probably would never ever see unless they're watching TV. Yep. And since, you know, the ticket prices and whatnot are very expensive and, you know, sometimes you have a family of four or five that can't afford to go to a game. Sure. Well, listen, we're bringing the game to you. and. Uh, and what's neat about it is we, we, we have the practice sessions, we um, share the experiences that you can't buy these experiences. No, not at all. You know, uh, Brian Baldinger played 12 years in the NFL, you know, plus two other brothers. So where do you get that? So I think that's what our goal is, is to give back to the kids. Yep. And then after every practice, we feed every kid. So uh, we have uh, Chick-fil-A, which is in Hicksville. I mean, there's several, but... Uh, that's the one that sponsors our uh, our uh, camp. camp. Arizona iced tea, which is here in Woodbury, so sure. I know it. Always, you know, the drinks are plenty and endless, and they've been always uh, supportive of us. And then we get all the local restaurants. I mean, we one year we had a real big uh, contingent of Indian children that uh, they're all mostly vegetarian. So we to accommodate them and make yeah. them feel like they're not left out. We had Indian food. A restaurant wow. sponsor so right. 
you know, because it's not about us. It's not about the parents. It's about the kids. You know, they you want to give them an experience that they go and they tell their friends. And I'll tell you, we started with 20 campers one year, and we were at 100 that's, at one point. That's a big undertaking. Yeah, and it was like we cut it off at 100 because it's a lot of work, and you're, uh, yeah. you know, you're trying to police all these kids. and So it's like they're at a spring training. Yeah, and you want to make sure that... You don't have a thousand kids and you have four coaches yeah. because a kid doesn't learn. My brother was adamant about let's you know have uh, for every ten kids or every fifteen kids you got to have one coach, and that way people get to do they get the repetitions. Yeah, and we have every person uh, get uh, become a guest speaker, whether they're a coach or not. You know, I brought in Brian Kilmeade, who I work with at Fox and Friends. Yeah, you know, I've had Pete Hexeth. Another, these guys all played sports in college. You know, Brian played here at CW Post soccer. Pete X said basketball at Princeton, and uh, it's about bringing people that have been in the game and know the game. You know, it's not bringing someone that you're paying. Nobody gets paid. Yeah, everyone donates their time to be there and make sure that they understand that they're there to give their time and then lend their experiences. And and I always tell everyone that I stole this from Brian Baldinger. Brian said one year to the campers, if there's one thing that you could walk away with from this camp that you could bring back to your school, your teammates, or keep to yourself to keep you motivated to, to be better, not only on the field but off the field, then we as coaches and camp instructors did our job. Exactly. Just, you keep that message in your head and use it to become better, again, both on and off the field. As a young athlete, they do. They do remember. It stays with them. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the the thing that's really heartwarming is to see the kids say, wow, I see him on TV. I know who you are. You know, and then they want to ask questions and whatnot. And it's real. It's educating. Like I said, it's giving back. Well, a good coach will leave a lifelong impression on the kid. Yeah. A bad coach will do the same. We'll do the same, and uh, I've I've had both. And my high school football coach, his name is Angelo Giuliano, and uh, John Kalo, the other one, um, both guys that I would have never went on after high school to play football had not had it not been for both those men, you know. Um, and then you have your influences that uh, your mentors and whatnot. And I've had a bunch of them. You know, I've had Ronnie Lott, who I still communicate with this day. Sure. Obviously, Dale O'Donnell. Yeah, you know, Ronnie's got a college trophy named after him. So, I mean, <laughs> what else? And four Super Bowl rings. Yep. You know, and uh, I've had the great fortune of being around some incredible athletes and successful ones at that. And you take all those experiences in and you, you know, you can't take them with you. So you want to share them. You know, it's like... You know, let let people know, and it's not about it's not like bragging or anything like that, because sometimes I think people feel that. But look, this is what I do, and this is the circle that I'm in, and and that's that's it, you know. Friends are friends. Don't matter what they do, where you know that's where right. they're from, they're friends. That's right, you know, and uh, and that's why you know it's giving back is important letting people know that you stand for a purpose and, and you're there to serve that purpose. So it's like, you know, we have this shirt here that I'll share with everybody, and it says, share. And 
you know, this is a women's empowerment movement. It's a group that I happen to be an ambassador for. And uh, the founder and CEO is, her name is Angelica Steen Olson. We sat down, we've been friends for over 10 years, and we, we sat down and, you know, she explained the whole initiative with the UN, and it's called the He for She movement, and it's about women's empowerment and, and also diversity, and uh, and I got into it, and I did my homework, and, you know, it took a couple of uh, lessons to hear the message, mm -hmm. and now I got it, so I support it, and, you know, it's as important as my business and uh, and my football camp and my golf out. You know, it's, it's all one big, uh, I call it a, a bowl. So I have this bowl and I have these four things in this bowl. It's growing the bowl, but uh, you know, you can only do so much and you gotta be able to do, be good at one thing and do it 100%. You know, even though I'm juggling four things, but I'm trying to be as the best that I can be at all four of those things. Now, lastly, I want to talk about the um, college players getting paid. Mm -hmm. um, do you think this has been long in coming, or do you think it's something that still should be as it was? You know, uh, most kids, and, I, and I'm one of them, I mean, you, you receive a scholarship, and, you know, it's great. You, your school is paid for, your books are paid for, and, one, and your meals, for the most part. But you still need money to like you. You've got to go do laundry. Mm -hmm. You've got to buy you know toothpaste, deodorant, all those things that you need to do. And and if you have dry cleaning and whatnot. So I think the money part does help, and I think it's needed because you. They, they uh, let's say football for instance. Football generates so much money, and I know it carries a lot of schools. Uh, different schools use football really to run everything else yep. and basketball well there's got to be some money there to be you know given to college athletes because they need it they're not allowed to work and uh, and sometimes the hours don't allow you to work yeah you know you've got a typical day for a, like when we were at school you know you you had to be at breakfast before nine even if you didn't have a class you had to sign in then you had class during the day. Then you had to be there to work out. Then you had to watch film. Then you had practice. Then you had dinner. And then for most part, a lot of guys had study hall. And uh, some guys had night classes. So it's like, how do you fit in work mm -hmm. when your hours are being, uh, you know, you're being told that you need to be at this, 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 and you know you need to be at these things. And how do you do it? So I think, um, you know, you have to police it the right way, I think. Yeah. And... You know, you have these companies now trying to do deals with players with likeness and whatnot. Well, if a player can't have an agent because uh, they'll lose their uh, amateur status, well then how, who looks at the contract? Who is doing the bidding? Who's doing the buying, so to speak? Like, that's where I think there's a little confusion, and mm -hmm. I'm even confused. Is the school going to put one person that's going to be in charge of each player? You're not going to have every player, but... That's a lot of manpower. Yeah, and you know what? For the head coach, now for the coaches, now they have to worry about guys worrying about deals. You're there to play football. You're there to go to school. So now you have to worry about doing a deal to make money off your likeness. Yeah. And how do you police... Again, how do you police it? Where do you know where to stop, where to go? I mean, I, I think that's the thing that concerns me. 
Well, I guess only time will tell. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for your time. Big Daddy Golf Classic, September 9th. Go online, buy tickets. It's an event you do not want to miss. Don't miss out. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.